You're listening to the Piston Podcast, the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiasts, presented by me, Daniel Axerhouse. Listen whilst folding washing, doing your day-to-day commute, or even whilst you're faffing around trying to change your exhaust. Whatever you're doing, I promise to make your day a little less boring, with some fun and interesting motor talk. Anyway, engage launch control, it's time for the Piston Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the second series of the Piston Podcast, the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiast, presented by me, Daniel Lacterhouse. Today, as I'm recording this podcast, it is a very, very sunny Sunday. First sunny day in a while, sadly, because it's been absolutely pouring it down. It is the 11th of October, 2020. Uh, Episode 2 of Top Gear's on tonight. Uh, What else is going on? Another week of school and work, I'm sure. I don't know, everything's going alright at the moment, Covid is still up in the air, it's not great, but apart from that, people are getting on with their lives and doing stuff, and I've got a lot to talk about car related, because the car industry's been booming as well, so stay tuned for the next half hour or so, where I talk about everything motor related, because that's how this podcast rolls really, so sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and I hope you enjoy this podcast. So let's kick off with some car news. This is the first one and it is very interesting if you like your deliveries, etc, etc. Amazon has revealed its own electric uh, delivery van. Uh, This is fantastic news. I know DPD, I think, have been using electric vans. They're Nissan ones, the EV Nissans. And it's just amazing seeing these parcels whiz by and not hearing the diesel engine strained and gearbox whine and everything. This is just nice. It's pleasant. So the delivery vans can race around and not disrupt the planet and, of course, not pollute the planet. So this is fantastic news. Uh, Talking of Amazon, this isn't correlated, but it's still fantastic. On the 13th and 14th of October, so in literally a few days, a couple of days, it is Amazon Prime Day. It's Prime Day, so all Prime users get discounts on Amazon Prime. So I'm very excited for that because I've been cheekily eyeing up an Apple Watch Series 3 because the deals are quite good at the moment. So there we go. Let's move on from Amazon because... Um, let's have a look at this piece of news, which is F1-related. Uh, Nico Hulkenberg has been confirmed to replace Lance Stroll for Eiffel Grand Prix. Uh, although I think this has just gone on. I'm not sure. I mean, was this How old is this piece of news in front of me? Obviously, by the time this podcast is out tomorrow morning on the Monday, it's probably going to be a bit irrelevant anyway. Um, but oh well, doesn't matter. Next piece of car news, let's, let's run on. The Toyota RAV4 adds a new trim level for 2021. So the hybrid is now offered with the XLE premium trim and the TRD off-road model gets a skid plate and the prices rise, of course, which is one of the uh, the bad things about new trim, is cars become more expensive, but Toyota are on a roll. They have been for the past hundred years. Toyota are just really, really good. Um, Chris Harris refers to the Mercedes-AMG GT Black Series as having Mansori looks. So, yeah. But he's not a big fan of Black Series at the moment. He, he seems to think... BS sound, uh, um, stands for something else nowadays. I think that's what he said on his on his Twitter. But there we go. Uh, this new AMG GT Black Series looks a bit funny. I think the front split is just it just looks like a bit of an add-on. Rear wing's a bit ridiculous. Me personally, I'd go for probably a sporty track focus 911. Just my my choice really. Um, so 
<laughs> it says here, want a Suzuki Jimny? You might have to spend up to 20 years on the waiting list. That's if you live in Indonesia anyway. Let me just click on this article. I get all of my car news off Drive Tribe, by the way. Some Drive Tribe news coming up later on, actually. Um, it says here, da 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 um, the, the, the demand for the Suzuki Jimny has gone sky high, apparently, um, especially in Indonesia, which, uh, according to a report from the region, the demand for the Jimny has got to the point where used examples are selling for as much as $37,500, and Indonesian customers are rumored to be on anything between 10 and 20 year waiting lists for one. That is amazing. God, the Jimny is really storming through the sales. But then again, the Suzuki Jimny is not going to be sold in the UK and Europe from 2021, I believe. I did an article about that on my Drive Tribe, by the way. Go check it out. Um, Daniel's Tribe on Drive Tribe. Uh, what else has been going on? The 2020 Ford Explorer has received top safety pick plus rating. So, if you want to be in an accident, have an accident in one of these, if anything, because... It's quite good for safety, this Ford Explorer 2020. It looks a bit unusual. It looks a bit of an SUV, a bit of a lump. But hey-ho, doesn't matter. Um, Epic Games um, are diversifying into automotive, apparently. Doesn't make much sense. Yeah, you read that right. The guys who make Fortnite now want to help General Motors make cars. Okay, Epic Games is a gaming software, a bit like Mojang for Minecraft, I think. And apparently, Epic Games want to want to help General Motors make cars. Wow, the world has gone completely mad. Um, there's a new VW Camper remake uh, by the Chinese, and it looks a bit horrific, if I'm honest. Uh, it's got a bit of a front bonnet. Other than that, it looks pretty much the same. They've just copied the design a bit. But there we go. Let's swiftly move away from that. Um... It says here, Lamborghini's Twitter gets weird. There's a picture that Lamborghini posted of a Hurricane Evo, I think it is, um, the convertible, and there's a mannequin next to it uh, lying down on the floor. That's unusual. Very, very weird. Ford has unveiled another Bronco concept. This is tremendous news. I really, really like this. The new Ford Bronco is undoubtedly a fantastic car. Really, really nice. It's beefy. It's chunky. I really like what they've done with it, personally. And um, this Bronco concept is a roof tent, it's got a light bar, it's got a winch at the front. And let me just click on this article and try and get a bit more info for you all, the Piston Podcast listeners. Um, is there any pictures? There's a, a ladder going up to the roof tent. I love roof tents. They're really, really good. So this is the Bronco Overland concept, and it's absolutely epic. I really like that. Ford on a roll with Broncos at the moment. It's really, really good. Mercedes-Benz is set to terminate the manual gearbox. Now, I know all of you are going to be sitting on the edge of your seats, or if you're on the bus, you're probably going to be smashing the windows in anger. But then again, in a car like a Mercedes-Benz, not AMG, Benz, do we really need a manual gearbox? Now, don't get me wrong. I love the idea of a manual gearbox, but I think all of the craze and hatred towards automatics is just a bit unnecessary because I've driven manuals and I've driven automatics, and I like them both. I like the simplicity of an automatic sometimes. I mean, a lot of supercars are automatics, pretty much. So, to be honest, this isn't a problem, and I'm sure you'll you'll be able to have a semi-automatic version with paddles at the wheel. So, to be honest, that's not the end of the world, because if you're driving a Mercedes-Benz posh car, really... 
you're not going to want to be changing gear constantly. And if if you if you have a chauffeur driving, then he's not going to want to either. Really, you're going to want an automatic. So it's not the worst news I've heard. Uh, the BT50 pickup truck by Mazda has landed in local dealerships. So this um, routes extending back to the domestic launch of the Mazda B1500B series truck in August 1961. Um, I think I think this is the one with the rotary. I might be wrong. No, I might be wrong. But Mazda are bringing back the rotary engine, which my friend Matthew is especially happy about, in the new CX-30 or something. I think it's going to be a electric motor with a rotary engine assist, so sort of like a generator. So that's interesting. You can win an insane Mustang from a video game right now. So this is co- it's called the Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, or the 2077, whatever you want to call it. And it's absolutely bonkers. Uh, but it's from a video game, so that says a lot, really. Uh, Renault has reinvented the lollipop sign to save the environment. So, Renault has turned the iconic lollipop into a tool for measuring air quality. Now, well done to Renault for that, because I think it's stuff like that that is really, really necessary in the world of today, because... People don't like to admit it, but at some point or another, or another we're going to have to start focusing strictly on the future of our planet and global warming and emissions. And to be honest, that's why I support electric cars. And speaking of electric cars, in this podcast, it is an electric car review and a top 10 list of the best affordable EVs on sale. So there's a lot of electric car talk going on in this podcast, I'm sure, because even though it is the Piston Podcast, the Piston Podcast greatly receives EVs because me personally, and I know a lot of the listeners do, find them fantastic. They're really, really good, and they're the future, so why not? But we'll come to that later on. The Aston Martin V12 Speedster looks stunning um, as it starts testing. So it looks a bit like the Xenos E10S that I reviewed, I think last week or the week before. I don't know, what was it? Let me get my my little uh, timetable thing. Week before last, because last week I reviewed the Bentley. Um, and it's unusual. But this car, right, even though it looks like a Batman car, costs £765,000. Yes, you heard that right. Six, Sorry, 765 Yeah, that is, that is quite mad, but... It's a track car. It's going to be a limited edition car, so you've got to be a limited edition human to be able to afford one. Um, but there we go. The Audi TT is back, but the question is, is it all that new? So Audi have changed the sports exterior and interior with some new updates, and that is according to Audi. They've just facelifted it, really, uh, which is good, because I sort of saw the end of the TT. I know the R8 is sort of fading away a bit. So, yeah, this is good news, because I quite like the TT. Never used to, but I do now. I just think it's a nice car. Um, the TI badge is returning to the BMW range with the new 128Ti. So the 1 Series variant will be available in November 2020, which is next month. God, November's next month. That's crazy. And we'll have a 265-horsepower, 2-litre, twin-power turbo engine. Exciting. Amazing, amazing. Uh, this has been revealed. The Mercedes GLE has the world's best assisted driving features. So the family SUV has ranked the highest in the Thatcham Research Assisted Driving Grading Test designed to give consumers clarity on advanced dr- safety systems. That is very exciting, isn't it? Very boring at the same time. But well done, indeed, to Mercedes for that. 
good, good, good. Uh, one piece of car news. Um, the Jaguar has discontinued the XE compact sedan in North America. So if you live in North America and you wanted an XE, bad luck. Um, but the larger midsize XF will be the only sedan in Jaguar's North American lineup. So you can have one of them instead. Oh, well. Now, let's let's move away from car news slightly. We might come back to it later on. Depends if I run out of conversation and how quickly. Um, because I think we should talk about some piston discussion. This is stuff that I've been up to, stuff that I feel I need to talk about. So, let's kick off with this. Now, me and my friend Matthew, slash colleague Matthew, have a YouTube channel called All Things Auto. A lot of updates on that channel coming up soon. So remember to subscribe. Um, it was a week ago today, as I sit here recording this podcast, on the 4th of October, we were meant to meet for a bike ride, but he never turned up. So, I cycled to um, where I think he would be, and filtered through a load of traffic to see him lying on the floor with a load of parademics. Parademics? Paramedics, there we go. Uh, around him, police cars, all sorts. It was a terrible situation, really, really bad. He got a U-bolt in his front wheel. He was on a carbon fiber cube racing bicycle. It's bicycle, I'm sorry. Car enthusiasts that don't like cyclists for some reason. But yeah, he went straight over. He's fine now, thank God. But it is just a bit of a message to please wear a helmet if you are a cyclist. And there's going to be quite a lengthy-ish video, about 15 minutes long, coming to the All Things Auto YouTube channel within the next couple of days. Um, and it's just spreading the importance of wearing a helmet, really. And it's to, it's to spread awareness. That's what it is. So, luckily, Matthew is here to see another day, uh, or more, hopefully, and the cube is okay. So, really, it, it was all right, but his helmet saved him, so that is the message we're trying to spread. Um, now, away from our YouTube channel, personally, I've got my own YouTube channel, which is just my name, Daniel Actorhouse. That's what it's called at the moment. I'm thinking of changing it. And last night, Saturday, so a few nights ago, if you're watching this when it's out, I sat down and I filmed me building a Lego Chevrolet Camaro ZL1 race car. Now, that's very interesting, isn't it? I did one back in December when I built a Lego Speed Champions Porsche 911, and I filmed it again. But I tried to make it a bit shorter than the 911 build, which was uh, 55 minutes long, but I ended up at 65 minutes. So, yes, it's an hour and five minutes, hour and three minutes to be exact. It's a long video. So, <laughs> head over to my channel now, Daniel Actorhouse, and might change the name. I think I might keep it for now. And just remember to subscribe, because subscribers are roaring through. Hits 100 last week. And check out the other videos as well, because there's a review of the Toyota Yaris that we used to have before it went. Same day it got sent to its new owner. Our Fiat Panda 100 HP, which is superb. And Motorbike Racing Alton Park, and some of the bits and bobs. It's just the occasional video. And quality over quantity is key on my YouTube channel, is what I say. Maybe an excuse for my laziness, but still it works well. So I'm going to subscribe to that. Now, another piece of promotional nonsense before we move on to maybe the car review is I've released a new article yesterday on the Saturday. So not yesterday when you listen to this podcast. God, this is complicated. Um, I, re I released an article and it's all about the story of the Daewoo Matiz. Now, I've said countlessly I'm going to review this car. And over the next few weeks, I will get that sorted because I know you're all eager at the end of your chairs because um, we like crap cars on the Piston Podcast. I mean, we've done the City Rover when guest Noel Huggett was on the show. So, yeah, crap cars are fantastic. They're really, really good. So the, the day we met is, it is crap. So it's going to come on the show. 
But I like it. That's why it's coming on the show. And be warned, I might give it a 5 out of 5 because I'm a bit mad in the head. Um, but I released an article. So if you want to read that, then do head over to my tribe on Drive Tribe, Daniel's Tribe. That's just what it's called. Or you can head over to my Twitter and Instagram, at DanielCarzo5. The link will be in my bio or in my tw- one of my tweets. So do check that out and give me a follow at the same time. Very important you do that. I had a message from Tim Rohde last night, and he... Um, has promoted my article to the Drive Tribe homepage today at 2 o'clock. So, yeah, that was amazing. It's brought a lot of readers. Can I have a look how many readers exactly, I wonder, live on the podcast? Maybe I could read a few things to you as well, although you're probably a bit bored of me reading. So let's try and get it up in front of me. The story of the Daewoo Matiz. So I've written as the subtitle, The Daewoo Matiz landed from space in the late 90s and certainly didn't have an easy arrival. Over 20 years on, is it a goodbye? Um, So that is the big question. So far, in just 24 hours, it's had 5,300 readers, which I'm so happy about. Really, really good. Thank you for reading. And I've had a lot of comments on Drive Tribe and and Facebook especially. Loads on Facebook. So many I haven't been able to reply to all of them, sadly, as much as I'd like to. It's just so many to get through. So, yeah, if you have read it already, then I thank you. Um, if you haven't, then go check it out, I suppose. You could just search up on Drive Tribe, the story of the day we met is dot, dot, dot. But then again, that is up to you. So, let's put all of that stuff aside, and let's get on with the car review. It is the VW ID3 this week, the Volkswagen ID3, which is meant to be the third most important car to Volkswagen, the first being the Beetle, the second being the Golf, and the third being this, apparently the ID3, Volkswagen's first ground-up electric car so you can pick up an id3 starting price thirty eight thousand one hundred and ninety pounds it comes with a 58 kilowatt per hour lithium ion battery producing 201 horsepower this motor is placed at the rear so it's rear wheel drive and produces 310 newton meters of torque which is quite a fair bit uh, WLTP range is 260 miles, which is acceptable, but not as uh, not as impressive as, say, a Tesla or anything like that. But I'm sure that's to come. This is just a premium, uh, maybe not even premium, but just it's just an affordable car for the people. That's what Volkswagen means, people's car. So, yeah, that that's it, really. Uh, 0 to 60 in 7.3 seconds. Top speed, 99.8 mile per hour. I've just rounded it to 100. Um, it weighs 1.8 tonnes, just under... CO2 emissions is zero, of course. Five-seater, five-door. Uh, other pieces of random info. What I like is because I was watching Matt Watson from CarWow's video on the ID3 last night. He was doing a real-world test. And when the ID3 runs out of juice, it'll warn you, of course, disable some features, whatever, whatever, to try and save as much power as possible. It won't just stop. It will give you enough juice to sort of manoeuvre to the charging port, quote from Volkswagen. Um, so... It sort of maxes out about 10 mile per hour, maybe just under, to get you to the charging port for that last bit, or driving the lay-by, or if there is even one. Smart motorways are on the way. But um, another thing is they leave enough juice in the battery for when it does go completely for you to push it, because electric cars, the problem with a lot of them is they run out of juice, and pushing an electric car damages the car so much like yeah you'd have to get a crane and lift it up and put it on the truck it's ridiculous but volkswagen leave enough juice so you can actually push the uh push the actual car uh, but they also leave enough juice in the battery juice enough enough power electricity in the battery for power steering to stay on so it's easier to maneuver uh to push to the charging port 
um, which is good. So a good mark to Volkswagen for that. But something I also learned from CarWow, something I didn't know, is the RAC have launched a new team for electric car owners. So you run out of battery, oh no, it's a disaster. You ring the RAC, they turn up in their van, and they charge your car from their van, which I think is amazing, and I don't know why people didn't think about it a long time ago. Pros and cons for the Volkswagen ID3. Pros, it's rear-wheel drive, so it's fun for the driving enthusiast. It's good around the lanes. Uh, it looks good, and no doubt in the future it'll be iconic. Pretty much, it's a car to remember. I mean, that's where Volkswagen did it. Cons, the interior quality. Some people moan about it. Uh, the range maybe isn't as impressive as other cars. And the price, it's a lot of money, £38,000 for a car. But then again, it's an electric car, and Volkswagen are trying to battle it at the moment. I mean, they've just... They've just sold Bugatti to Rimac and they're contemplating doing Lamborghini and Ducati as well. Um, but the reason for this interior quality cut is because they're trying to build internal combustion engine cars alongside electric cars, which costs an awful lot of money. A massive amount of money. So you can only thank Volkswagen for doing it, but they have to cut costs, so they have to cut the interior quality. If the Volkswagen ID3 isn't for you, by the way, I'm going to give it a 4.5 4. out of 5 because I think some, some things need to be done, uh, then I'm going to give you a top 10 list of affordable EVs as an alternative to that car. So at number 10 is the Renault Zoe, which is a good starter car if you want an EV, your first EV. At number 9 is the Honda e, which is just amazing, my favourite. At number 8 is the Vauxhall Corsa e. At number 7 is the Nissan Leaf. At number 6 is the Kia Soul EV. At number five is the Mini E, Mini Electric, which I've reviewed. I've reviewed quite a few of these cars actually, so go check check out the other podcasts. At number four is the Hyundai Kona Electric, 64 kilowatt per hour. At number three is the Peugeot E208. At number two is the Volkswagen ID3. Well done. And at number one, inevitable, it's the Kia E Nero. Kia Nero is pretty amazing, really. It's just one of them cars. But I think I'd have a Kia Soul EV over it because I just think it's better. Uh, and it's got more character. It's just an amazing car all round, really. The car I'd have off that list, discounting the ID3, to use, to actually, yeah, use every day, would, I, I, my heart says the Honda E, but my brain says the Kia Soul EV. My heart says the Honda E because it's just so interesting, but my brain says the Kia Soul EV because I just think it's practical and it's really quite good. Now, Time to move on to the next segment. Let's keep it rolling, as they say. It's time for My Way or Highway. If you're unfamiliar what My Way or Highway is, then what is, it's a segment where I talk about a road in particular, and I talk about the road and sort of talked about it, uh, talk about it, or you can just bog off and take the highway, really. It's just, it's, it's nice. But I understand that most of the time you're not going to, be able to go down this road as an alternative to the highway, but oh well, that's just the name of it anyway. This week, My Way or Highway is the Penrith to Alston and Hayden Road. Yeah, it's not very imaginative, is it? It's named as one of the greatest drives in Britain by the AA. It's also known as the A686, and it runs across, quote, the roof of England. And it's very popular with bikers, random fact, at the end there. So it's a very, very beautiful road. I've seen pictures. It goes along the roof of England. I don't know if that's the UK or England. Probably England. It's a border of Scotland. I don't really know. But it's stunning. There's a lot of nice roads in the UK. People just don't know it. So they just drive along the M6, which is stupid. Stupid, stupid. So take my way, not the highway. Now, I think we should kick uh, end the show, rather, with some other random scraps of car news. And then we'll pack it up for this week, I'm afraid. Half an hour is what I like to keep the podcast to for, you know, for 
for trying to keep it all organised. Um, what else has been going on then in the car news? Resuming from before at the start of the podcast. The 2021 Honda Ridgeline looks more truck-like and adds tough appearance package. So the new truck is arriving, pickup truck, is arriving early next year, starting at about $35,000, which is a lot of money, but oh my God, does it look amazing. Really, really good. The new MG ZS EV has been spotted undergoing testing in Sydney. So the highly anticipated MG ZS EV um, has been tipped to be one of Australia's most valuable-packed electric cars. It's been spotted testing on Sydney streets. Interesting. The Warthog uh, name, trademark, uh, has hinted at Ford's hopped-up Bronco. That's a hard title to read. So, um, there's a new car, apparently, called the Warthog. I'm, I'm not sure if that's real. could just be a joke. Uh, the Vauxhall Crossland facelift has been revealed. Now, I've spent a lot of time in old Vauxhalls, or new Vauxhalls, I should say, because my uncle used to work there. So I've been in the Crossland, and at the time, this was about four years ago, I was impressed. For, for, uh, how old was I? 11-year-old me was impressed because we tried the self-parking system. The Grandland is also quite good. So the Crossland is a bit like the Citroen C3 Aircross, but the facelift version for the Crossland has been revealed. Looks quite similar from the back. Looks quite similar from the side, although it is a bit higher, I've noticed. The roof line is a bit higher. The front is very different, though. Looks a bit like the new Mocha, which was uh, announced. Let me try and see if I can get more pictures. Yeah, the rear looks pretty much the same. A few changes with actually Crossland written across it. Chunky rear, uh, rear diffuser. Um, it looks alright, really. It's pretty cool, mate, as it says here on Drive Tribe. So, yeah. It's alright, really. The next-gen McLaren hybrid supercar is almost here, killing the 570S in the process. So the sports series ends on a high note with a limited-edition 620R, making room for the new hybrid car. Wow! McLaren, I love it. McLaren is just amazing. Really, really nice brand. I went on a 570S of the week. I reviewed it on the podcast, actually. Go check it out. Plug, plug, plug. And something about a McLaren. They may not be as reliable as some other supercars, but I just adore them. Something about them. I don't know. I like the V8 as well. It's just superb. Um, what else has been going on? Uh, there's been a Mercedes EQ takeover, apparently. So Mercedes-Benz has confirmed six new all-electric EQ models. So, yeah, Mercedes are doing another good thing, apparently. I think the design is a bit off with Mercedes, but what they're doing sort of makes sense. But there we go. Ford's weird futuristic sculpture might be hinting at the next Ford Mustang. Interesting. And I think we'll finish it there. Uh, thank you ever so much for listening to this week's installment of the Piston Podcast, episode 6. If you're bored still and you don't want to listen to other podcasts, then there is plenty more to watch. There's another 5 from this series and then 20 from the last series. There's quite a big back catalogue now. 26 episodes. Jeez. So that is about... 14 hours of podcast, so you're set really. You can never be bored. Remember to follow me on social media at DanielCarzo5 for random piston podcast news and other random things I get up to bike, car related, truck related, I don't know, van related, just everything really. And remember, if you're on that platform, to subscribe to the piston podcast. I think that's Apple. And then if you're on Spotify or Amazon or whatever, follow, yeah. Give it a like, whatever, comment. I don't know if you can do that, but do whatever you can. Positive reviews as well. It's all appreciated because it climbs up near the top of the automotive charts, even though we're not at the moment. We're in the hundreds, I'm afraid. But at one point, we were like at 33 for the for the automotive um, 
podcast charts, which was amazing. I was really over the moon with that. Topping um, Mike Brewer's podcast, which is amazing. Anyway, stay safe, everybody. Happy driving, and I'll see you next week for another podcast. Goodbye. You're listening to the Piston Podcast, the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiasts, presented by me, Daniel Axerhouse. Listen whilst folding washing, doing your day-to-day commute, or even whilst you're faffing around trying to change your exhaust. Whatever you're doing, I promise to make your day a little less boring with some fun and interesting motor talk. Anyway, engage launch control. It's time for the Piston Podcast.